Pitt says it's doable to beat Virginia. We will see if Syracuse is able to do it. You'll hear our predictions on whether or not the Orange can beat the Cavaliers. Kihei Clark, he's taken his 67th year of eligibility. He's back at Virginia. He's his own buster. We know that. We'll talk about it all on Lockdown Syracuse. Starts right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Friday episode of Locked On Syracuse. Thanks for making it your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Oh, and I'm glad to see you, my friend. I haven't seen you since, I don't know, like two days ago, three days ago now. Uh, we're I back know. together. Reunited. We have. Purely opposite schedules in terms of work. So we're together. We're living large. We are back. Um, all right. So Syracuse taking on a Virginia team that just took a loss to Pitt, which for us, for Syracuse fans and for Syracuse, is absolutely huge uh, because a good team lost to Pitt and makes our loss to Pitt uh, look a lot better uh, than it did. So that's pretty massive. Um even though it was on the home floor by a couple points, and it hurt, it is better than it was uh, because Virginia lost. And Virginia, despite that loss, is a really, really good team, 10-3 and on the year now, has only lost to Pitt, Houston, and Miami. Uh, otherwise have beat teams like Michigan, Illinois, Baylor. They're a really, really solid team. Uh, they beat James Madison, who's having a pretty solid year. Uh, so there is a lot of talent on that Virginia team that's come back. Uh, there are some new faces, but the ones that we know uh, are the, the the usual culprits. Kihei Clark, like I mentioned, is the guy that, of course, we all have to uh, to watch out for. He's his own buster. The worst memories I have of him were opening day or opening night in 2019. That was the worst basketball game I ever saw in my whole life. Syracuse lost 48-34 to 34 in that game. That was Jalen Carey hit the side of the backboard. The ugliest game I've ever seen outside of Kihei Clark. Yeah. Because I mean, it was he just was terrible. outstanding. Even in the ugliest game of basketball I might have ever seen in person, uh, at least at that level. I do work, you know, a lot of high school athletics right now. So that, you know, I can't go completely haywire on this. But the worst game of basketball I've seen in person at that level. Kihei Clark in that disaster damn near puts up a triple double with 10 points, 11 boards and seven assists. And at that point, which right now is how many years ago, um, as I'm a bad math person, is that four years ago? If you count as, yeah, technically 19, 20, 23, but yeah, three and a half, four years ago. Sure. Right. That was my, okay. I, I like Kihei Clark. And he has been a guy that rightfully so uh, I have been watching. I know you have been watching uh, and it's, it's hard not to see him. He plays a fun game, plays a good game of basketball and, and really elevates players. And that is exactly what you want to see out of a guy like him. It's what, you know, just 
brings it's almost like you know we talked about all football season with michael jones and how he's elevating players with him and bringing people you know up to this heightened level to to show out and ball out i feel like he has a similar a similar impact to to the guys that play around him he's just one of those guys that does what you need does it really really well and as you said has done it for what seems like 65 years at this point yeah um he's just one of those guys who's he's still playing kind of guy um, but yeah, the Aaron anyway. crafts, the yeah. Jerry McNamara's even through uh, Timmy this year's yeah. feels like he's yeah, right? Timmy's in the same boat. Um, but anyway, Syracuse taking on a team in Virginia that is really, really talented. Once again, not only Kihei Clark back Reese Beekman, who Syracuse fans know and don't like after he hit that, uh, buzzer beater to beat them in the ACC tournament back in 2021, uh, down in Greensville, uh, and I, what did they beat NC State that year in the first round? And it was like, okay, that's the win that got them into the tournament. And then it was almost beat Virginia, but Reese Beekman hit that three. Um, Reese but Beekman. anyway, mm. and he's a clamp. That guy plays really, really good yeah. defense. He's one of the best under. I think most underrated players uh, in the ACC is a decent uh, name for him. And you know, again, those aren't the only guys on the team. Jaden Gardner, Amon Franklin are also really solid players who have been there for uh, a little while. Both seniors except uh, Gardner transfer from last year. He was, first year in Virginia was last year. He played East Carolina before that. I wonder if he overlapped with uh, um, Elijah Hughes at East Carolina. And then Armand Franklin, his first la- or first year at Virginia was last year as well, played at Indiana before that. So relatively new uh, to the scene, but have been there for a couple years each. So we've seen their faces. Uh, around the ACC, but regardless, this is going to be a really tough win because uh, I mean, even if Virginia was one of the best players, the uh, teams in the country, even if they weren't, Syracuse is struggling on its own to beat a two and thirteen Louisville team. Uh, so, I mean, we're at a point right now, and I know you said it on the podcast the other day, Owen, by yourself, but they're just okay. And you, we, we either have to come to terms with that, or they have to start playing a lot better really soon because they keep proving every single game that they're just okay. Uh, whether it's Joe flu- or, you know, fluctuating from good to bad, and, and that kind of dictates the outcome of the game, even though he kind of did win the Louisville game with 28 points. But if it's going to take 28 points from Joe every night, you can't bank on a win, right? We kind of learned that earlier in the season. So we're in this spot right now where – they needed. They just need somebody else, and we've been talking about that for a little while. But it continues to ring true. Yeah, I was. I was saying as well um, in that in that when you talk about Joe, and you know, I'll hit on this quick, and then go back to to this Virginia game. But right in the games where Joe's put up more than fifteen points, they're nine and one, or they're ten and one. And in the games that he's had fifteen or fewer, uh, he is or they're zero and four. So he has been. Right, that indicator of success and that ability for them to win games and be competitive and and stay. And right, the the one loss when he scored more than fifteen is against Pitt, and it was a game that they were right there, uh, albeit he struggled, but he hit some huge shots uh, down the stretch for them to make that a game. Uh, so Joe is at this point, you know what you need in terms of success with the current personnel, the way people are playing. You need Joe in order to win basketball games. Uh, but as you were saying, like this is a Virginia team that 
I, I forget who was saying it. I was listening to a radio the other day or a talk show when people were talking just the slow game almost does benefit Syracuse here because it, it's going to, and that, that slow pace that Virginia plays it is going to allow Syracuse to naturally stay closer in this game and more involved. Uh, and I, I think that will help. And it's going to be harder for Virginia to run away purely with this game, just at the pace that they are playing. Syracuse on offense is, is going to still need to play a little bit of a faster game than Virginia does, right? They can't stoop to that really, really slow pace, albeit Virginia does as good a job as anyone at making you play a game that is uncomfortably slow and run an offense that is uncomfortably slow. And Syracuse teams in terms of this year and, and recently, they struggle when, when you're going to make them do that because they don't necessarily – have these incredible shot creators uh, and guys that can make their own shot and, and do things like that. You've got Judah who has shown that he can get to the rim and make these acrobatic finishes. That's going to be very valuable in this game. But outside of that, I mean, there's not a ton of shot creation that's not off of ball movement and, and it's tough to move the ball effectively against Virginia. And that's something to look out for. Um, they're, they'll beat you in a low scoring game. And, and we know that we're well aware uh, and it's something that you got to be aware of. This is a team that moves the ball well on offense. Uh, they don't really care who scores. And that's reflected in their stat line, right? This is a team that averages just under 70 points a game, but their five highest scorers all average between nine and 12 points. So it's so distributed. And you're seeing guys obviously pop up with, you know, a 20 point game or, uh, you know, an off night where they're not really scoring. But on average, all five of these guys our contributors are continuing to score and they just take open shots. They get the ball to the open man and the open man can score when it's there. And, and that's something that, you know, can torch Syracuse who's struggled defensively and continues to struggle defensively. Uh, so if Virginia comes out and moves the ball well, which we've seen them do. And as you said, Kihei Clark is a zone killer. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough game 100%. Uh, but, we will we'll see what happens, right? You got to play a game. It's true. All right, let's take a quick break, and I will tell you about Built Bars. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've just got the thing for you. You got to try Built with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good, though? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. None of that fake stuff. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it. But these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Not 16, not 15. 17. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. 
You'll thank me later. Okay, back here on Lockdown Syracuse. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. Uh, I was just looking at the uh, – thank you, Owen. <laughs> I was just looking at the schedule. This is underratedly – this is where the schedule really kicks off for Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Super difficult. You had your cupcake games that were supposed to be pit, even though that turned out not to be one. Uh, but Boston College and Louisville, those were your cupcake games, even though Louisville came right down to the wire. Uh, but now it's Virginia and Virginia Tech back-to-back, two teams that ranked by Ken Palm are top 40, Virginia top 15. Uh, and then Notre Dame's kind of an easier game. And then Miami, who is ranked in top 50 in the nation, according to Ken Palm. Then Georgia Tech, maybe a little bit more of a break. But then North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Virginia again. Then you get a little break. Boston College and Florida State back-to-back. Those should both be wins. But then NC State, Duke, Clemson, and Pitt once again. So this is really where it kicks off. And the ACC, by the end of that uh, spiel I just talked about, could look entirely different. And we could be thinking about these teams entirely differently. But as of right now, the ACC looks better than I think we thought it might. Or is it just that ACC road games are a total toss-up, like we learned in that Louisville game? The home team's always going to have a chance, no matter what, is kind of what we've learned. Um, Even if they're Louisville and they're one of the worst teams in the country, it doesn't really matter. Uh, They're going to have a chance because playing at home is really going to give you that advantage. I mean – I guess it's going to take a couple more games to figure that out, Uh, maybe some more sample size. But Syracuse has had trouble against uh, teams that aren't that good this year. So when you play Virginia away, it kind of makes for it to be a slaughter. But who knows? It it, It would be the most Syracuse thing ever to play Virginia close in this game, you know? You play down. They they play to wherever their opponents are in the past. So play down to Louisville, play up to Virginia kind of thing. But the thing I kept thinking about while watching that Louisville game was this team continues to operate without identity. There's just no identity to this team. They're all like, unless the identity is that they're figuring it out all at all times. Like they just seem to continuously be figuring it out. And we are, we're not in crunch time, but we're, we're in the meat of it. We are in the middle of the schedule. Now we're 15 games in. This is about to be game 16. It is no longer time to figure things out. And you've probably heard me give this kind of spiel before, so I'm not going to, you know, hit you over the head with it again. But at the same time, you got you to gotta have it figured out soon. <laughs> you, you're yeah. losing time here. So this game is going to be really telling to what kind of team Syracuse is because we have seen a couple games this season, including the Louisville game, I think, uh, where – They've shown that they're not ready. To, they're not going to give up at a, at any point. You know that is something that they do have going for them. But can they do it against a really good team? Because what's the best team they've played so far this season? Illinois, right? And and they yeah. kind of got destroyed, seventy three to forty four. Like that was an awful basketball game. Um, mm-hmm. Pitt better than St. John's according to some rankings, but that St. John's game they played really well. So I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean the best, the best win on the schedule right now is Richmond, at ninety six. Yeah, That's terrible. I mean this this non conference slate is was terrible. Um, oh, dude, yeah. that pit having that pit win would have been awesome. I mean, can you imagine? They have beat you seen pit? what Pitt has done? Oh, that would have been since great. That game, I mean, Pitt Pitt beat Syracuse at home. 
and then has then gone back to uh, to Pitt, and they've beaten North Carolina and Virginia in their Dude. last two games since then. Right, Imagine this is a team that's, that's that winning game. basketball games right now, and a win, you know, finishing off that comeback and and not missing the shot or losing the ball or not. I don't know, queuing up the game-winning shot to be a pull-up three from Judah Mintz or having some sort of competence out of a timeout. They beat Pitt. That's a quality win. Uh, Pitt goes on this run. But, you know, a couple of things to hit on, right? The the ACC road game, as you were saying, has been a nightmare in the early going of full-on ACC play at this point. Uh, we talked about Virginia, right, losing at Pitt. Virginia Tech has lost – um, back or two out of their last three on the road. They've lost all three, but they've lost on the road to BC and they've lost on the road at Wake Forest and then a Clemson home loss as well. North Carolina, I just told you, lost to Pitt on the road. Duke lost last night to NC State on the road, right? The ACC road game has been a nightmare for the statistically better team, the ranked higher team, the Ken Palm better team. The ACC road win has been hard to snag from yeah. the the upper portion um, of the conference right now, and it's it's not something that is coming easy by any means. And you know those games are are ranging from right some more reputable losses. Like I mean the the Duke loss to NC State isn't horrid, but I mean a road BC loss out of uh, out of Virginia Tech is bad. Uh, and there have been like every tier of the ACC is winning at home against teams that are in theory and probably beyond in theory better than them. It's been hard to do. Uh, and it's something that Syracuse, even though it was hideous, disgusting, ugly, uh, despicable, whatever nasty term you want to throw in there, won an ACC road game against Louisville. And it is some momentum. Uh, that would have been a huge, huge win. Uh, against Pittsburgh to go back in time and have that game back or play competent basketball at any point before the last, you know, six minutes of basketball um, that was played. It's okay. Right. We, we talked, right. It's, this is a team that I don't know what I want to say about them. I don't know if I'm going to say that they, they should be so much better. We thought they could be so much better. There were no guarantees that this team was going to be outstanding. Right. So we're starting to see it. They are figuring some things out, but not quite at the pace that we want them to. Uh, and this is a game where you're going to get exploited for mistakes that you make. And maybe you can get exploited without even making mistakes against a team like Virginia, who has won against tough opponents. And when you look at their non-conference schedule, although they're playing some easier teams, they played a hell of a lot more teams in the top 100. Uh, than Syracuse did. They played the number one team in Houston. Uh, they played a top 50 Michigan. They beat Illinois um, by nine. They beat Baylor uh, by a decent score, right? They're they're playing good basketball teams and have, you know, way more experience in, in terms of quality opponents leading into this, whereas, you know, we, we talk about it. Syracuse's best win at this point is number 96, Richmond. They have played how many teams outside of the top 200? There's a win against Monmouth, Louisville, Oakland, Georgetown, Northeastern, and Lehigh are all outside of the top 200, right? All of these wins for Syracuse are not in the quality win train. 
they're wins, but they're not against an opponent that is of any reputation. All of these wins, except for Richmond, are outside of the top 100. So the experience, it's not there, and it is for Virginia, and that is something that plays in their favor, one of a a great deal of factors that plays in Virginia's favor going into this game. Uh, And it's something that, you know, Syracuse will will need to really battle to be able to offset and and stay competitive in this game. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. If they win, it's going to be a battle, you know. You're absolutely right. And it's going to be low scoring because Virginia has that in them too. That's their whole game is is honestly vintage Syracuse in that they're going to play the game as, um, you know, we're going to score 60 points and hope you score 59 kind of thing. And we're going to hope to hold you below whatever we score. That's their whole game. Um, All right, let's get into predictions. Uh, I'll try to find a line for this game, although I'm not sure we're going to see one because we're a little bit earlier for day out. Um, But, you know, it's going to be a tough one for them to win. Like we've been talking about this whole show. How do you feel? What is your prediction, OV, as I try and find a line? You know, I hope that they can keep this game competitive and can keep this game relatively close. I'm not going to come out here and lie and say that I think they're going to go and and head into Virginia and win this game. I don't think that's that's me doing my job. Realistic. Um, but, but this is a game that they could keep close, but it's, it's going to come down to the defense, I think. And can Syracuse play solid defense? And we saw, you know, against Louisville, the, the defense was turning into offense pretty effectively. And they were able to get a lot of points in transition. And that's something that I, I think they will really be able to benefit from in this game is if they can force Virginia to make a few mistakes and they play some decent defense, they can continue to get out in transition. And I think that would help and will help and uh, could definitely be a huge factor for them. I I bet they would lose this game if I was to make a prediction. Uh, I would say it's probably – I'm just going to give you a line. I'm going to go off of Ken Palm because Ken Palm's always within one point. Yeah, Ken Palm's got it at 12. So we'll call it 12 and a half. I was going to say, I I see this as about a 10-point game was what I was about to say. Um. It could be high single digits. It could be low double digits. I don't think that this matchup suggests that UVA is going to come and and put on a 20-point victory. I I think the matchup says that this is a game that's not going to be close, but it's not going to be pure blowout. Uh, So I would say about a 10-point loss for Syracuse. I'm going to take Virginia, and I'm going to take them to cover in this game. I mean, it's just... It, it you would be, it would be a crazy turnaround to beat Louisville by one and then keep it close against Virginia. You know, I just don't see that. And I, by God, I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see that happening. It would be really fantastic turnaround. A lot of credit going to Beheim uh, if they somehow pulled it off, or I mean, at least even kept it close. I just. This is a Virginia team with a lot of talent and a lot of experience and a great coach in Tony Bennett uh, and a great leader and just everything is going their way in this one. I just don't see Syracuse pulling it out. I really hope they do, and I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I'll take Virginia and I'll take them to cover. Yeah, I, I mean, the one thing of hope 
right, is you think back to, to 2019, 2020, when you go and you get that horrid game against Virginia to start the season, but what happened when you entered the full slate of conference play, all hope was lost, right? You were like, okay, they're on the up and up. They've won four of their last five. They lose to Notre Dame. They lose to a bad Virginia Tech team, and they go to Virginia. And on the road, they win an overtime game against Virginia. They've done it when they're favored to lose or predicted to lose by a lot, and they're heavy dogs. Um, right? You go back. Syracuse has had Virginia's number. I mean, in recent history, despite Virginia being a far better team uh, in terms of success and wins and rankings and things like that, Syracuse has probably overperformed in this series. Uh, in the last five to 10 years, I think 10 is a little too many, but probably since uh, the 2016 tournament run on, uh, Syracuse has probably been overcompetitive in this series and, and winning ga- more games than they should have, uh, given how you know highly Virginia has been ranked and, and what they've done in terms of winning a natty and being a one seed, the number one overall seed. Uh, in a tournament outside of that, they did lose in the first round, but oh well, uh, they have overperformed. And so for whatever that's worth, um, it is something to consider in terms of there have been a number of games where Syracuse has played Virginia and they shouldn't win and they shouldn't really be competitive, but they've been competitive and wound up on the winning side. So it has been done and can very much still be done. I'm just looking at that box score now from when they beat Virginia in that overtime game. Didn't Buddy go nuts? Buddy had 14. So not nuts. Joe had 19. He led the team. And Elijah Hughes had 18. And that's the difference between that team and this team, is that that team had a guy who they could give the ball to and go get a bucket, and that was Elijah Hughes. This team don't got that. Uh, Another interesting point in this box score that I'll leave you with, Quincy Gary played 18 minutes in that game. Had one point. Two rebounds. All right. Uh, We will leave you there. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day as well as today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shad and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from the big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I am Matt Bonaparte. That is Owen Valentine. We will see you on Monday.